0: original edition, you will see the link to read A-C-I-M-O-E. Uh, on that same drop-down menu, there is a link to subscribe to a daily email, which contains both the workbook lesson lesson and the text reading for the day. My name is Lemoyne Castle, and this call happens for and with us every... Weekday morning, Monday through Friday, from about 9.15 to close to 11.00 Eastern Time. Today we're uh, continuing our reading in Chapter 26, The Transition, with Section 9, The Immediacy of Salvation. And at the top of the hour, we'll pause for... Remembrance of our Lessons of the Day, Lesson 284, I Can Elect to Change All Thoughts That Hurt, as usual, be led by Fran, wonderful Fran. Okay, Let let me go through our list of who's with us this morning, who's reading and listening. With us in reading, I have Lori, Fran, Harrison, Jessica, Donna, Yvonne, and Karen, and Micah. After the reading list and listening, I have Robin Marie, Ida, um, Roz, and Patricia. Is there anybody else you'd like to say good morning or join either of these lists? All right, well, let me ask Lori, do you have an opening for us this morning?
1: I do, and um, it's just perfect for today's lesson. A little poem from Hafiz. I sometimes forget that I was created for joy. My mind is too busy. My heart is too heavy for me to remember that I've been called to dance the sacred dance of life I was created to smile to love to be lifted up and to lift others up O sacred one untangle my feet from all that ensnares free my soul that we might dance and in that our dancing might be contagious I can elect to change all thoughts that hurt amen (laughs) Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Lori. Beautiful. Thank you.
0: Oh. Thank you, Lori.
2: Amen. Thank you, Lori.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. I'm so, so happy to find that one.
2: I I'll be listening. I I I thought I was. Well, I was on mute. I didn't know
0: it. So, thank you. Thank you, Judy. All right. Well, um, I'll get us rolling here with the reading for the day. Chapter 26, Transition, Section 9, The Immediacy of Salvation, and Paragraph 68. The one remaining problem that you have is that you see an interval between the time when you forgive and will receive the benefits of trust. This but reflects the little you would keep between yourselves that you might be a little separate, for time and space are one illusion which takes different forms. If it has been projected beyond your mind, you think of it as time. The nearer it is brought to where it is, the more you think of it in terms of space. And Laurie, section
1: nine, the immediacy of salvation, sixty-eight. The one remaining problem that you have is that you see an interval between the time when you forgive and will receive the benefits of trust. This but reflects the little you would keep between yourselves, that you might be a little separate. For time and space are one illusion which takes different forms. If it has been projected beyond your mind, you think of it as time. The nearer it is brought to where it is, the more you think of it in terms of space. 69. There is a distance you would keep apart from one another. In this space you see as time because you believe you are external to each other. This makes trust impossible. And you cannot believe that trust would settle every problem now. Thus, do you think it safer to remain a little careful and a little watchful of interests perceived as separate? From this perception, you cannot conceive of gaining what forgiveness offers now. The interval you think lies in between the giving and receiving of the gift seems to be one in which you sacrifice and suffer loss. You see eventual salvation, not immediate results.
0: Thank you, Laurie and Brian.
1: Sixty-nine. There is a distance you would keep apart from one another, and this space you see as time because you still believe you are external to each other. This makes trust impossible. And you cannot believe that trust would settle every problem now. Thus do you think it's safer to remain a little careful and a little watchful of interests perceived as separate. From this perception, You cannot conceive of gaining what forgiveness offers now. The interval you think lies in between the giving and receiving of the gift seems to be one in which you sacrifice and suffer loss. You see eventual salvation, not immediate results. Seventy. Salvation is immediate. Unless you so perceive it, you will be afraid of it. Believing that the risk of loss is great between the time its purpose is made yours and its effects will come to you. In this form is the error still obscured that is the source of fear. Salvation would wipe out the space you see between you still and let you instantly become as one. And it is here you fear the loss would lie. Do not project this fear to time, for time is not the enemy that you perceive. Time is as neutral as the body is, except in terms of what you see it for. If you would keep a little space between you still, you want a little time in which forgiveness is withheld a little while. This makes the interval between the time in which forgiveness is withheld and given seem dangerous, with terror justified.
0: Thank you, Brian. And Harrison.
3: Salvation is immediate. Unless you so perceive it, you will be afraid of it, believing that the risk of loss is great between the time its purpose is made yours and its effects will come to you. In this form is the error still obscured that is the source of fear. Salvation would wipe out the space you see between you still. And that you instantly become as one. And it is here you fear the loss would lie. Do not project this fear to time, for time is not the enemy that you would perceive. That you perceive. Time is as neutral as the body is, except in terms of what you see it for. If you would keep a little space between you still, you want a little time in which forgiveness is withheld, a little while. This makes the interval between the time in which forgiveness is withheld and given seem dangerous, with terror justified. 71, yet space between you is apparent now and cannot be perceived in future time. No more can it be overlooked except within the present. Future loss is not your fear, but present joining is your dread. Who can feel desolation except now? A future cause yet has no effects, and therefore must it be that if you fear, there is a present cause, and it is this that needs correction, not a future state.
0: Thank you, Harrison. And Jessica. (laughs)
4: Thank you, LeMoyne. Um, 71. Yet space between you is apparent now and cannot be perceived in future time. No more can it be overlooked except within the present. Future loss is not your fear, but present joining is your dread. Who can feel desolation except now? A future cause as yet has no effect. And therefore, must it be that if you fear, there is a present cause. And it is this that needs correction not a future state. The plans you make for safety all are laid within the future where you cannot plan. No purpose has been given it as yet and what will happen has as yet no cause. Who can predict effects without a cause and who could fear effects unless he thought they had been caused and judged disastrous now. Belief in sin arouses fear, and, like its cause, <clears throat> is looking forward, looking back, but overlooking what is here and now. Yet only here and now its cause must be, if its effect, already have been judged as fearful. And in overlooking this, is it protected and kept separate from healing? For a miracle is now. It stands already here in present grace within the only interval of time which sin and fear have overlooked, but which is all there is the time The working out of all correction takes no time at
5: all.
0: Thank you, Jessica. And Donna.
5: 72. The plans you make for safety all are laid within the future. Where you cannot plan no future has been given it is no future has been given it as yet and what will happen has as yet no cause who can predict effects without a cause and who could fear effects unless he thought they had been caused and judged disastrous now belief in sin arouses fear. And like its cause, it is looking forward, looking back, but overlooking what is here and now. Yet only here and now, its cause must be, if its effects have already been judged, as fearful. And in overlooking this, it is protected and kept separate from healing. For a miracle is now, it stands already here in present grace within the only interval of time which sin and fear have have overlooked, but which is all there is to time. The working out of all the correction takes no time at all. 73, yet the acceptance of the working out can seem to take forever. The change of purpose the Holy Spirit brought to your relationship has in it all effects that you will see. They can be looked at now. Why wait till they unfold in time and fear they may not come, although already there? You have been told that everything brings good that comes from God, and yet it seems as if this is not so. Good in disastrous form is difficult to credit in advance, nor is there really sense in this idea.
0: Thank you, Donna. And Yvonne.
6: Thank you, LeMoyne. Am I clear? Can you hear me well?
0: You're you're fine. coming through perfectly okay, clear.
6: That's good. Thank you, thank you. 73. Yet the acceptance of the working out can seem to take forever. The change of purpose the Holy Spirit brought to your relationship has in it all effects that you will see. They can be looked at now. Why wait until they unfold in time, and fear they may not come, although already there? You have been told that everything brings good that comes. You have been told that everything brings good that comes from God, and yet it seems that this is not not so. Good in disastrous form is difficult to credit in advance nor is there really sense in this idea. Why should the good appear in evil's form? And is it not deception if it does? Its cause is here, if it appears at all. Why are not its effects apparent then? Why in the future? And you seek to be content with sighing and with reasoning that you do not understand it now, but will someday. And then its meaning will be clear. This is not reason, for it is unjust and clearly hints at punishment until the time of liberation is at hand. Given the change of purpose for the good, there is no reason for an interval in which disaster strikes to be perceived as good Someday, but now in form of pain. This is a sacrifice of now, which could not be the cost the Holy Spirit asks for, what he gave without a cost at all.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Yvonne. And Karen.
7: 74. Why should the good appear in evil form? And is it not deception if it does? Its cause is here if it appears at all. Why are not its effects apparent then? Why in the future? And you seek to be content with sighing and with re- and with quote unquote reasoning. You do not understand it now, but will someday? And then it's meaning will be clear. This is not reason. For it is unjust and clearly hints at punishment until the time of liberation is at hand. Given the change of purpose for the good, there is no reason for an interval in which disaster strikes to be perceived as quote, good, unquote, someday, but now in form of pain? This is a sacrifice of now, which could not be the cost the Holy Spirit asked for what he gave without a cost at all. 75, yet this illusion has a cause, which though untrue, must be already in your mind. And this illusion is but one effect, with which it engenders, and one form in which its outcome is perceived. This interval in time when retribution is perceived to be the form in which the quote unquote good appears is but one aspect of the little space that lies between you, unforgiven still.
0: Thank you, Karen and Micah. Okay.
8: Seventy-five. Yet this illusion has a cause, which, though untrue, uh, I'm going to go up one sentence. Okay, this is a sacrifice of now, which could not be the cost the Holy Spirit asks for what he gave without a cost at all. Yet this illusion has a cause, which though untrue, must be already in your mind. And this illusion is but one effect which it engenders, and one form in which its outcome is perceived. This interval in time, when retribution is perceived to be the form in which the good appears, is but one aspect of the little space that lies between you, unforgiven still. 76. Be not content with future happiness. It has no meaning and is not your just reward. For you have cause for freedom now. What profits freedom in a prisoner's form? Why should deliverance be disguised as death? Delay is senseless, and the quote reasoning which would maintain effects of present cause must be delayed until a future time is merely a denial of the fact that consequence and cause must come as one. Look not to time, but to the little space between you still to be delivered from. And do not let it be disguised as time and so preserved because its form is changed and what it is cannot be recognized. The Holy Spirit's purpose now is yours should not his happiness be yours as well
0: thank you Micah and is there a new reader to conclude with 76
9: I'm in LeMoyne
0: okay Judy go ahead
2: not content with future, be not content with future happiness. It has no meaning, and is not your just reward. For you have a cause for freedom now. What profits freedom in a prisoner's form? Why should deliverance be disguised as death? Delay is senseless, and the reasoning that would maintain effects of present cause must be delayed until a future time is merely a denial of the fact that consequence and cause must come as one. Look not to time, but to the little space between you still to be delivered from. And do not let this be disguised as time and so preserved because its form is changed, and what it is and what it is cannot be recognized. The Holy Spirit's purpose now is yours. Should not his happiness be yours as well? Thank you, Lemoyne.
0: Thank you, Judy. Okay. So <laughs> try to recap this although <laughs> I think it's all right there in the title in some real sense. The immediacy of salvation. <clears throat> So it says, the one remaining problem that you have is that you see an interval between the time when you forgive and will receive the benefits of trust. Hmm. This but reflects the little you would keep between yourselves that you might be a little separate. For time and space are one illusion which takes different forms. where it's projected beyond our minds, we think of it as time. The nearer it is brought to where it is, the more it's thought of in terms of space. I like to play to that wiggle room. There is a distance that you would keep apart from one another. In this space, you see as time because you are, still believe you are external to each other. This makes impossible, and you cannot believe that trust would settle every problem now. From this perception, you cannot conceive of gaining what forgiveness offers now. You see eventual salvation, not immediate results. Salvation is immediate. Unless you so perceive it, you will be afraid of it, believing that the risk of loss is great between the time its purpose is made yours and its effects will come to you. In this form, the is the error still obscured that is the source of fear. Salvation would wipe out the space you seem between you still and let you instantly become as one. And it is here you fear the loss would lie. Do not project this fear to time. Time is as neutral as the body is, except in terms of what you see it for. If you would keep a little space between you still, you want a little time in which forgiveness is withheld a little while. This makes the interval between the time in which the forgiveness is withheld and given seem dangerous, the terror justified. Yet space between you is apparent now. It cannot be seen in future time or perceived in future time. No more can it be overlooked except within the present. Future loss is not your fear, but present joining is your dread. Hey, Lemoine,
8: what paragraph is that, please?
0: That is 71. Thank you. A future cause as yet has no effect. Therefore, it must be that if you fear, there is a present cause, and it is this that needs correction, not a future state. A Belief in sin arouses fear, and like its cause, it's looking forward, it's looking back, but overlooking what is here and now. Yet only here and now its cause must be if its effects have already been judged as fearful. But in the overlooking, it is protected and kept separate from healing, for a miracle is now. It stands already here in present grace. Within the only interval of time, which sin and fear have overlooked, but which is all there is to time. The working out of all correction takes no time at all. Yet the acceptance of working out can seem to take Forever. The change of purpose the Holy Spirit has brought to your relationship has in it all effects that you will see. They can be looked at now. <clears throat> given a change of purpose for the good, there is no reason of skip to seventy four. Given a change of purpose for the good, there is no reason for an interval in which disaster strikes. looking fearing that interval is a sacrifice of now, which could not be the cost the Holy Spirit asked for what he gave with no cost at all. Yet this illusion has a cause which, though untrue, must must be already in your mind. Disillusion illusion is but one effect which it engenders and one form in which its outcome is perceived. This interval is in time. When retribution is perceived to be the form in which the, quote, good appears, is but one aspect of the little space that lies between you, unforgiven still. Be not content with future happiness. It has no meaning and is not your just reward. For you have cause for freedom now. Look not to time, but to the little space between you still to be delivered from. And do not let it be disguised as time until preserved because its form is changed. And what it is cannot be recognized. The Holy Spirit's purpose now is yours. Should not his happiness now be yours as well? I've been searched that second now. Um, mm, so, you know, this is. a direct description of how salvation is immediate <laughs> and can be perceived now. And uh, uh, there's enough time for uh, at least a short chair or two before the top of the hour. The up. open.
8: this is Micah I uh, love this section because it's such an encouragement to go uh, beyond body identification in the dream into the our shared identity and uh, uh, I just want to highlight a few of those beautiful passages that LeMoyne you you already touched on but um, you like uh, let's see there's a distance you would keep apart from one another in this space you see as time because you still believe you are external to each other. And um, it's interesting to be with some somebody, with Roz here, and, and, you know, our bodies are in space-time. And yet here's this call to, to, um, to another kind of vision, another kind of experience going on. And I came across a couple of quotes here that was, uh, it, it's this movement out-of-body identification that is so critical to experience this unity. And he says, uh, Jesus says here in The Course in Miracles, who transcends the body has transcended limitation. Another quote was... Um, Limit your sight of a brother to his body which you will do as long as you would not release him from it and you have denied his gift to you. His body cannot give it and seek it not through yours. Yet your minds are already continuous and their union need only be accepted and the loneliness in heaven is gone. And... um. See, so there's some some other highlights here. I know I gotta be pretty quick. Um salvation would wipe out the space you see between you still and let you instantly become as one. And w- once we enter into what Eckhart Tolle calls space consciousness, that's where that it, it just seems to happen as its natural kind of medium. And um Here's another one. If you would keep a little space between you still, you want a little time in which forgiveness is withheld a little while. And it, it, it's a, he's calling us to jump in uh, the Ganges right now, the little salt doll diving right, the Ganges right now. And um, let's see, and then I'll end here with... Um, the little space that lies between you, unforgiven still, you know, to get rid of this illusion that we are these separate beings in body identification. Um, and And then the final one, look not to time, but to the little space between you still to be delivered from, you know, to go into this total shared consciousness, and uh, be willing to do it, and so this this is an encouragement for me because I'm I'm pretty body identified, and um, anyway, I'm complete. Thanks. Thank you, Micah. That's really yeah, thank great. You,
1: thank
5: you, Micah. Micah. Thanks, Micah. Thanks, Micah. This is Donna. I just want to say, I literally. And I have such great joy. I literally recognize every one of these paragraphs because I lived it with an individual over the weekend. I am blessed and complete.
8: Well, thank, you, thank
5: you, Donna.
1: Congratulations. Yeah, let more about that.
0: And so, i uh, return turn to Fran for remembrance of our daily lesson. Thank you, Fran.
1: Yeah, thank you. Hi, everybody. We are in the second part of the workbook, and our new theme is, What is the Holy Spirit? And the lesson for today is Lesson 284, I can elect to change all thoughts that hurt. I'll read some from what is the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit mediates between illusions and the truth across the bridge that he provides our dreams all carried to the truth to be dispelled before the light of knowledge there are sights and sounds forever laid aside the goal the Holy Spirit teaches It's just this and the dreams. For sights and sounds must be translated from the witnesses of fear to those of love. And when this is entirely accomplished, learning has achieved the only goal it has in truth. If you but knew how much your father yearns to have you recognize your sinlessness, you would not let his voice appeal in vain nor turn away from his replacement for the fearful images and dreams you made from knowledge where he has been placed by God the Holy Spirit calls to you to let forgiveness rest upon your dreams and be restored to sanity and peace of mind without forgiveness will your dreams remain to terrify you accept your father's gift it is a call from love to love that it be but itself. Now we'll go over to the lesson. Lesson two eighty four. I can elect to change all thoughts that hurt. Loss is not loss when properly perceived. Pain is impossible. There is no grief with any cause at all. And suffering of any kind is nothing but a dream. Such is the truth, at first to be but said, and then repeated many times, and next to be accepted as but partly true, with some reservations. Then to be considered seriously more and more, and finally accepted as the truth. I cannot elect like to change all thoughts that hurt. And I would go beyond these words today. Go past all reservations and arrive at full acceptance of the truth in them. Father, what you have given cannot hurt and grief and pain must be impossible. Let me not fail to trust in you today. Accepting but the joyous as your gifts. Accepting but the joyous as the truth. We'll take a moment to reflect on this. Lesson 284, I can elect to change all thoughts that hurt. Father, what you have given cannot hurt and grief and pain must be impossible. Let me not fail to trust in you today, accepting but the joyous as your gifts, accepting but the joyous as the truth. Lesson 284, I can elect to change all thoughts that hurt. Amen.
0: Oh, Amen. Oh, Amen.
5: Thank you, Fran. That was beautiful.
1: Oh, Amen. That's great. Thank you, Fran. Well, thank you guys. Excellent. Amazing thank you. first lesson. Uh, I can elect to change all thoughts of her. I can elect that. Wow. What a blessing for today. WE DON'T HAVE TO TOLERATE THOUGHTS THAT HURT. WE CAN CHANGE. INCOMPLETE. AMEN. THANK YOU, FRAN. AMEN. GOOD
6: MORNING.
1: GO
3: AHEAD.
7: NO, NO, YOU GO FIRST.
3: This is um, a great lesson um, and um, pretty lesson, uh, I think, because it sort of gives a little road map as to uh, how to accept the truth, and um, the, 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 where it says, this is the truth, at first to be but said, and then repeated many times, and next to be accepted as but partly true, with many reservations; then to be considered seriously, more, more and more; and finally accepted as the truth. That's the process. We read the words say them over and over, work hard to try to understand what they mean. And then we uh, attempt to accept them as truth. And for me, sometimes the words Being very true, and I feel very connected with what they're telling me. And then at other times, while I can intellectually accept them, when it comes to dealing with the world I see, I find it difficult to apply those ideas. And what Jesus does, in course, is that he does some of the work for us by repeating these ideas.
8: There was
3: an earlier lesson that says, I can be hurt by nothing but my thoughts, which kind of echo what this lesson is saying. And so that's sort of Jesus' teaching approach, repetition, not necessarily in the same form, but the same idea, and what's important about this idea, I come kind of like up to change all thoughts that hurt, is that it has me focused where all of my problems lie. All of my problems are my thoughts. There are no external problems, there is only the internal problems that I accept as true, they're my thoughts that I accept as true that are my problems. The good news is the solution lies there too. The solution lies in my thoughts. And the process that he gives me is a process of addressing the problem where it is. He tells me that the truth is to be repeated many times, accepted as but partly true with many reservations, then considered seriously more and more, and finally accepted as the truth. That's the ultimate goal. But it's not something that just happens when I snap my fingers. It takes effort. But the process is fairly straightforward and simple. Just repeat the truth over and over. And eventually, that part of my mind that knows the truth to be true will accept the truth as God has given it to me. I cannot like to change all thoughts that hurt me. Thank you, Jonathan. I'm complete.
8: Beautiful, Harrison.
1: It was really
8: powerful. Thank you so much.
4: Yeah, thanks a lot, Harrison.
1: That was great, Harrison, thank you. Thank you.
7: Thank
4: you,
1: Harrison, that was
7: amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Good morning, it's
7: Karen. Uh-huh. Okay, good morning, it's Karen. Um, that was a perfect, absolutely perfect build-up to what I wanted to say. Um, I love this course more than anything because it's correcting my mind, and it still corrects my mind. And maybe some of the corrections are more established because they've been repeated and accepted you know and others maybe not so much so I was thinking of the immediacy of salvation and I was thinking of my brother as the Christ my brother is the Christ can I shift my thoughts from my brother is the Christ and he's going to act like the Christ in the future <laughs> Because clearly it's not acting like the Christ in the world from my ego's perception. And then I thought, no, because salvation is now. Salvation is now. I have to see Him as the Christ now to invoke that in Him and hold the truth of Him and the truth of me because He is me. So by invoking the truth of Him, I'm invoking the truth of myself and accepting the truth of myself. And there are a couple of people, one is a political person and the other is a person in the family that I've been having real challenges uh, with the behavior and I'm afraid that their acting out can hurt me. And is immediate. To that and it, it kind of translated down to i want to hold his guilt i want to hold his guilt for some reason it makes me feel safe or it makes me feel control or it reinforces my ego and i want to withhold the um his forgiveness because i want to keep the space between us. I want to keep that space between us. This is the ego mind. I'm not saying my higher self. So I'm going back to what Harrison was just saying, that first we hear the words and and we repeat them over and over and over. And, and slowly it starts to seep in. No, this person is the Christ. This person is me. I'm only hurting myself if I'm withholding forgiveness. I'm only hurting myself if I'm... Um, validating sin, because if it applies to him, it applies to me, then I'm guilty. Besides that, of course, I'm projecting something about myself that I don't want uh, to acknowledge. I think it said that in the reading somewhere, that it's something that we're hiding from ourselves. We're hiding something that um, we haven't acknowledged about ourselves that we project on our brothers. So. Salvation is immediate, and my brother is Christ right now, right now, not when he changes his behavior, not when he, sometime in the future, you know, when when this cause has changed, but somehow to accept, and that's that's the thing. I can elect to change my thoughts right now. I can elect to change my thoughts right now. I can see my brother as just calling for love. It's just a call for love. He's innocent and he's holy, and he's one with our source and one with me, and he's the Christ. I'm complete. Thank Thank you.
3: Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Kelly.
4: That was great, Karen. Thank you. you. Yeah, I got a lot out of that, Karen. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. I was uh, thinking that, you know, in order for me to see my brother as the Christ, I really have to see myself as the Christ and work on that first because that's the only person who can really see my brother. So, you know, the source that that uh, makes us um, the beautiful that we are is who we have to go to and stay there until, uh, you know, we feel that energy and that power coming through us. And then we can look on everyone and everything as that. And, but I've enjoyed the shares. Thank you so much.
1: Thank oh, you, Robin, you there, Robin Marie. Thank you. Thank
7: you. Um, Thank you. I just want to add one little thought. Thank you so much, Robin Marie, because you reminded me that yesterday's lesson was my true identity, and I have to, I have to believe in who I really am, because when I really believe in who I am, then then I'm not, um, nothing can hurt me, nothing can cause me pain except my own thoughts. So it's my misidentification of who I am that causes me pain. And uh, thank you, because that really unlocked... If I see myself as Christ, then I can recognize my brother. Thank you, Rob Wright. Excellent.
0: Perfect.
1: <laughs> thank you, Karen. Yes,
0: yeah, thank you both. Hey, this is,
2: this is my...
8: waiting. Go ahead, Judy.
2: Oh, no, Micah, you go first. Thank you.
8: I think we're going to have an argument. <laughs> okay, okay, real quick. Um, this lesson rem- is a good example of something that happened. Uh, yesterday, in a course of love group, this lady who was visiting shared the fact that her uh, grandchild was murdered, and it was murdered by her um well it, it was murdered by her daughter-in-law and and uh who committed suicide also and it seemed when i first read this lesson this morning that that instant came to my mind okay loss is not loss when properly perceived pain is impossible there's no grief with any cause at all and suffering of any kind is nothing but a dream. And when I first read it this morning, I, I realized that was too, that was a big jump. And, and I could, uh, you know, I was still feeling her pain, you know, there, her and her husband's pain about. It. And um, but this morning, when we were reading, it, it's kind of like what Harrison was highlighting about first to be but said and then repeated many times and next to be accepted as but partly true with many reservation, and then to be considered seriously more and more and finally accepted as the truth. And when it was read this morning, after ha- having processed it a couple times and looked at it but not being able to make that step, I fe- it, something felt in, in, in a deep, the deepest sense of peace about the whole thing, of of a perspective that was so of their strength, the the uh, the two people that were in the group that suffered this, of their ability to be so strong in the truth of this experience, and um, it reminded me of Viktor Frankl being in Dachau. You know how he could be go through a horrendous thing and see this light. But I felt it was a feeling, and it wasn't like I had changed the thoughts that hurt. It was more like I had been willing for a shift to move out of some kind of crystallized perspective about what's unjust, what, what is suffering, to be willing to like, be taught. And then that allowed the effect, like Holy Spirit or higher self creating the effect of a different whole perspective that was, it, it, it was really positive, you know, almost celebratory, you know, in the sense of freedom, you know, from an illusion. Um, but anyway, that, that, that's that's. Um, I'm done. Thanks. Thank you, Micah. Thank you,
7: that you
0: that was Micah. So Judy, we had something.
2: Yes, I have a um, a couple of things actually. I I love the shares today, and um, you know, I think we we all come from our own individual experience. How um, I'm aware of my thoughts and in this lesson, you know, Harrison really someone's not on mute. Someone um or Harrison brought really brought it home for me in his share that um I have responsibility for my thoughts and this is the only place where judgment It's appropriate in me that I take my thoughts to the Holy Spirit to judge it's true or false. And if I have thoughts that are hurting me or appear to be hurting other people, I take them to the Holy Spirit and ask him to judge them and perceive them properly for me so that my thoughts can be corrected. I can't correct my own thinking. And... That's really an important thing for me to remember. um, That I have misperceptions, that I have judgmental, hurtful thoughts. I have them all day long. I did this um, inventory of, of, of how I hurt myself and just in experiencing physical pain that hurts me, quote unquote, hurts me. You know, I can't do this. This is too hard. This hurts too much. It's too difficult. I can't do this, I am all alone in this, all limiting, hurtful thoughts, fearful thoughts, thoughts that I invest with fear. And the immediacy of salvation is in the miracle of now. And it says it so clearly, cause, my thoughts are cause, first cause, free will, happy, joyous, free. The strength and the power of my thinking, I have to acknowledge that the truth is pain is impossible if I identify with my source. This is like freedom from misery, huge, my complete freedom from misery. Um, So um, judging my thoughts is fearful, I can see them clearly, I'm doing this to myself. And in overlooking this, um, if, I don't, if I don't look at this, if I overlook that, if I'm overlooking my fear and pointing my fingers outside, outside of me saying this and this and this is the cause of my feeling this way, nothing causes me to feel any way except my own thoughts, I only I can hurt myself, only I can crucify myself, and only I can save myself. The miracles now, it stands already here in present grace within the only interval of time that sin, my separation from God, and fear may overlook, unless I'm mindful of my fearful thoughts, hello Jude, but which is all there is to time. If I miss the moment, I've missed the moment and I won't be corrected for what and how and and when and what is hurting me, what I think is hurting me is my own thoughts. This is big responsibility, but um to the, I'm just taken back in this final thing, I'll say that the um the hardest lesson we will ever learn, and it's earlier in the text, is that only the truth is true, and nothing but the truth is true. And nothing else can affect me but the truth. And only loving thoughts are true. Only thoughts of God are true. Um, that, um, And that's inherent in what Harrison so beautifully illuminated in that lesson that we say these things as affirmations. We repeat them like mindless prayers. This is true. This is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we... Really seriously consider it, and we really seriously try to accept it and practice it daily, and then the truth will be the truth, and nothing else will be the truth. <laughs> so help us, God. Amen. I'm complete. Joy to the world.
1: <laughs> Thank, Thank, you, Thank you, Amen.
7: Thank you. Wow. Ciao. Thank you, Judy. Joy that was worth the wait with really powerful.
3: Amen. Joy to you and me. Thank you,
2: Julie. And I just wanted to thank Micah for, um, you know, the testimonies of people who survived singularly, well, I mean, most, Probably most publicized um, cruelty and torment in the in the prison camps. Uh, the, um, the way they transcended it in holiness in their holy relationship with with God to um, come through it so beautifully and speak speak so beautifully of it. Thank you for reminding me of that, Micah.
8: You bet.
5: This is Donna. As I was sitting here thinking how do you how do you make it concise? The gift that every single individual adds <clears throat> to the consciousness that is me that continues to evolve higher and higher. And <clears throat> particularly the yesterday's reading and today's reading and the shares and I got a quantum leap in the after call uh, with the with the, with uh, with insight on words and also on um, reference points where I could actually go to the text and and confirm the word that was spoken. So I'm deeply grateful for that. And, and I'm sitting here and I got born again in a in a. Uh, one of those churches, uh, uh, African-American church where everybody, it's three hours long, everybody gets up and sings and <clears throat> prays speaks in tongues, falls out in the spirit, etc. And during one of the sermons, I was sitting there and I had a vision of a great big chalice, and it had this golden liquid or fluid in it. And I thought, that's what I'm trying to say. So, each one of us are a drop of that golden fluid. And as we're dropped into this one glorious chalice, it be, the level begins to rise. So that's the best way that God, the Holy Spirit just gave me to say, thank you, not only for everyone who's on the call, but everyone who's ever been on the call, <laughs> everyone who's ever read the books, <clears throat> because we get this in the Spirit as well. And then on the lesson today, <clears throat> I did have that wonderful experience over the weekend of seeing, reading about my experience, and um, and then on the lesson itself, um, it, I I, I, I beginning to see that I I, this I kind of jotted of jot these down. I I can recognize only love is. The other is just a mistaken perception. I think that comes from chapter uh, 12, (laughs) about there's only two. I yet need to evolve to know this, to know this. This instant and each joining instant is perfect, is whole. I am assured to attain this truth. Thus, I do have joy. Did I pass this test perfectly over the weekend? As I just read that, I said, no, because I did remain in time a little bit. And I I just realized I'm waiting to see if the shoe's going to drop. Now, isn't that insanity? So maybe the Holy Spirit used this to heal me. I'm so deeply grateful for everything it said, for this lesson that says joyous and and somebody started to sing, I was like, "Joy to the world to every girl and boy, Amen, I am complete. Oh
2: that's beautiful. Excellent, Donna. thank you, Donna. <laughs> Thanks,
0: Donna and yeah, Donna, I like the way you point out, we're patient with our fears and waiting for them to become real, but uh. Uh, some for some reason, not willing to take the same time uh, to uh to let salvation be what it is, which is now <laughs> and and just accept that you know to that, that this is the the miracle of creation is that it is one forever and that you know we've I I got out of this out of the section I got oh this is all the ways we're doubting Thomas's we want to see salvation and then we'll accept it but it's it really only becomes becomes obvious and visible in its acceptance, and so then we've got our little our little space that we're holding on to, waiting for time to erase, and it's just not going to happen because we're still holding on to the gap <laughs> uh, between us and everything. And so, I I really got to kick out of his thing of this is the way you do it: first you say it and you repeat it many times, and then it, Except this is partly true with many reservations <laughs> and you keep stay with it and it will eventually accept it and it it all goes what's being described as the action there is simply acceptance but it doesn't it's not really a lot of work except where we have nailed these perceptions in place that seem to demand Proof against our fears when it's it's really about a transference I think it's about a transference of faith to what is what is now because it is eternal anyway I got I I always (laughs) tried to chuckle at his description of this is the way you go about it Um, and you know there's a kind view that says what's been done in time you know, may take some time to undo in time. And and uh, I get it that until we get to the cornerstones, uh, the rickety house of toothpicks, which is fearsome because every time it falls apart, all the toothpicks hurt when they land on us. Those are just, you know, what we do to ourselves. Those are thoughts of fear and uh, we try to put the fear off, but in that process, hold it in a place. And uh, <clears throat> we can change, and I'd like to also appreciate, Judy, the way you point out that the Holy Spirit can get us out at the point where it says, partly true with many reservations. If all the reservations are taken to the Holy Spirit and the judgment that, he offers in in inappropriate form, but as always has behind it thine is the kingdom. That you know we can get out and not you know of all the reservations by just accepting that judgment, the one judgment that was, I believe, the final judgment was executed on on creation itself in God's acceptance and that acceptance is there for us to join anyway I'm complete
8: that was clear LeMoyne thank you
1: very
2: excellent LeMoyne. LeMoyne yes excellent thank you LeMoyne
9: Thank you, LeMoyne. This is Mindy. Good morning. Um, I like the way you addressed that. You know, the the thoughts come up, and it does take time and time. Um, You know, it's amazing how my perception of a situation determines whether or not it joins me with those around me, joins me with love, joins me with what I call the real world, which is when I feel that everything is exactly the way it's supposed to be, I'm here, I'm now, and there are limitless possibilities. I'm feeling my connection with people instead of my annoyance with them. Um, it, it's, it's such a shift. And it's like when I'm in that world, I wonder how I can ever get myself out of it. Um, probably if I looked, it would be thought by thought by thought. And sometimes these thoughts are unconscious. Um, and... I guess, you know, someone said to me to ask the Holy Spirit every hour on the hour to help you guard your thoughts. And I went, wow, that's great. But the yeah, but is how do I remember to ask him on <laughs> every hour on the hour and mean it and not do it by rote, like someone said before, we do these things by rote. And they, they don't really help us. In, in a way, it's kind of fake it till you make it. But how much better to ask the Holy Spirit to come into my process and make it not just a concept but a reality. Um, The thoughts are good, but unless I feel them, unless I feel the truth, like the truth is alive. It's a living thing. So I really want to have these thoughts alive in me, not as concepts but as reality, truth. Um, <laughs> and, oh, should I give you this example um, there's one thing I have several cats I take care of and sometimes I'm trying to get out the door and one of them wants me to feed them or sit with them while they eat and I have a choice I can say oh my god why is can I get anything done why are you bothering me or I can go oh there must be a reason for me to sit that's going to further uh, my intention to do what I was about to do and whenever I have the positive thought, I swear I will sit down, and I have stuff all over the place, and including where the cats eat, and I will sit down and just be with them and pet them and bend down and look at them and go and behold, there's something I needed, or I remembered, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to bring this, and it just never fails, my. When I now have this model, The cat is always right, okay? They respond to spirit. They don't have that, that resistance that we have to the unfamiliar. But when I choose to have a positive thought about something that actually shifts my ground of being and makes me stop midstream before I rush and catapult following my normal thoughts, which are really, you know, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. Um, you know, scarcity, and to say everything's as it should be, um, what am I to hear? What am I to see? It's it's like the whole world opens up. So um, the only thing that I can say is that when I do choose these things, it feels so good and, and so familiar in a I'm home way. But I also notice that negative thoughts that I'm used to choosing, that maybe I'm patterning myself with something that my parents did, And whether it's unconscious or conscious, I've noticed that sometimes even when I realize it, like, oh, it would be better if I don't eat that, something in me will make me do it anyway because it's familiar. It's kinda like, oh, this hurts so good. You know, it's familiar. And sometimes you know, it's it's a risk actually to to say, you know, I choose to elect to choose thoughts that I always screw up the words, but you know our our lesson. Sometimes it's scary to choose the positive thought and let go of the familiar and open up, but it's only scary for a moment. <laughs> so I think my uh, my prayer is: Let me be brave. Let me enter a brave new world. Let me let go of the old and the familiar that um, I tend to want because it's familiar and because, you know, it puts me in charge. And let me open to what is true and be brave enough to step into this place that at this moment I don't recognize as my home, but really is. So anyway, that's my prayer today. Let me be brave enough to elect thoughts (laughs) that don't hurt me and to be in this new space. I'm complete.
1: That was very excellent. Thank you, Mindy.
8: Yeah, I love
1: it. Yeah, thank you, Mindy. That was great. Thank you.
7: Thank you, Mindy. That was great. Great to hear from
4: you. Yeah, thank you, Mindy. I got a lot out of that. Well, thank you all for listening. I appreciate that. That was, um, I tell you,
9: joy is there. It's right, it's always there. It's like, if I'm walking in a dark cloud of grayness, there is a sphere of golden sunlight around that. And all I have to do is just take my hands and say whoosh, kind of push through it, and there it is. And all I need to do is believe that beyond the negativity, there's the truth and there's life and there's love and say, "Oh Jesus, you know, the part of me that knows this, help me step and do it." And it's so easy once I surrender. I'm complete.
0: Thanks, Mindy. Thanks, Mindy. Uh, <laughs> I love the way you guys are going back to the last three lessons in this section. Because that brings in 282, I will not be afraid of love today. And uh, it makes the point that, yeah, it is easy <laughs> once, you, once you get it. Because uh, that it is just really the choice to go back to the way we were created. Father, your name is love and so is mine, such is the truth. The name of fear is simply a mistake. Let me not be afraid of truth today. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it appears bravery in the, like bravery in the face of fear, but I think this is the little willingness, that's the little willingness that asked a little willingness to let truth be true. Okay. So thanks for that reminder, Mindy. Thank you, thank you, Lemoyne. Thank you, Lemoyne.
3: Thank you,
1: Lemoyne.
7: Thank you, Lemoyne, and thank you for saying that about what was done in time. Sometimes has to be undone in time. I thought that was great. Thank you.
3: This is Harrison just quickly because I really want to hear some more um, uh, Paragraph 76 really uh, summed up things for me. Um, don't be content with future happiness, you know, and I think about how often I think about well. You know, this will be better. This is going to, if I do this, this is going to happen. And uh, find myself focusing on the future. And uh, he tells me here, don't be content with that because it has no meaning. And it's not your just reward for you have freedom now. And that's something worth remembering. And to reinforce that, he says, delay is senseless, and the reasoning which would maintain the effects of present cause must be delayed until a future time is merely a denial of the fact that consequence and cause must come as one. Look not to time, but to the little space between you still to be delivered from. Don't focus on time. Time is not the issue because salvation is now right now right here and he says the Holy Spirit's purpose now is yours should not his happiness be yours as well I and I'm happy right now. That's worth remembering. I'm complete.
0: Thank you, Harrison.
9: Love
2: Thank that. You. Thank you, Harrison. Love that. Thank you, Harrison. Oh, I have some more I'd like to share, but I'll wait till the after call. Lori, are you with us today? I haven't heard heard you
1: oh i sure am i've heard so many great things what a joy um i especially enjoyed what you just said harrison because it reminded me of that great 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 paragraph in the little hindrance paragraph 36 of this chapter he says forgiveness is the great release from time it is the key to learning that the past is over and um, he gives us so many things to help us achieve freedom the holy instant your holy relationship the Holy Spirit all of these means are given but for but for but for my willingness to let the past go to let my ideas go that's how forgiveness is, the great release from time. Because all illusions, all illusions are a consequence of my belief in sin. My belief that I've invested heavily in, as when I saw the world through the eyes of my ego, I invested heavily in the idea that separation from God was real. That he's somewhere else from where I am. That my brothers and all creation is outside of me, when in point of fact, all this world, all the world of truth is within. And within our hearts, it's a fact. Atonement is a fact. Within our hearts, we're already united with each other and with God, in a union of love that can't be, that can't be changed or altered so I need to learn that what is not love is fear and that's uh, the great gift of this section and today's lesson and the Holy Spirit especially in what is the Holy Spirit the second paragraph sights and sounds sights and sounds that I think are outside me must be translated from the witnesses of fear to love What i failed to realize was that illusions are investments (laughs) and and that's what the gift of today's lesson is i can elect to change all thoughts that hurt is a request to my mind to my mind to have a look at how heavily am i invested in the witnesses to fear and if i can do that honestly and by honestly, I mean, and I'm going to go back to it again. The most honest thing I can say in any circumstance is, I don't know. That's the most honest thing I can say. And if I'm if I'm willing to say, for whatever frightens me, whatever judgment I make, if I'm willing to say, I don't know then I've given space to Holy Spirit to give me the truth. I've released my investment in illusion. Illusions are investment. I was looking back over this morning. Um, I do this sometimes, look at the table of contents to the lesson, to the workbook. And I noticed that lessons one through, I think all the way up to 25, all the way up to lesson 28. 1 through 28, lessons 1 through 28, are all pointing out to me how heavily I've invested in the world I think I see, how heavily I've invested in fear, how heavily I've allowed that investment in fear to keep me separate from the world. And keep all of creation separate from me reserving a little private space where he says all I see is the past (laughs) and I project my past onto my future and forget all about the now but after I get to lesson 28 where I finally exclaim above all else I want to see things differently well guess what comes less than 29 God is in everything I see and God is in everything I see because God is in my mind the truth is God is in my mind I am in God's mind the truth is we're contained in each other's hearts he says you'll never you'll never remember your father until you remember that your brother is co-creator with you and all of that awareness comes to me as I allow my mind to be healed of the split the little tiny part of me splintered off defending its kingdom against everything (laughs) holding the universe at bay with the sort of judgment that I first used to attack myself I I need to be saved from that and I have been saved from that and if I retain scraps of past scraps of meanness scraps of judgment scraps of fear um, I'm essentially not allowing myself to perceive the kingdom of heaven The kingdom of heaven is there for me to see and know that the kingdom is me that the heart of god contains all of us that we are so woven into each other in truth that if i try to pluck you out of my heart i suffer for that that's the cause of my pain now there's the old native american story they say it's cherokee it doesn't matter it's in many cultures the the boy goes to the grandfather and says i fear grandfather there are two wolves inside of me seeking to devour each other and i don't know which one wins and grandfather says the one that you feed when i make my investment in truth It becomes possible for me to know that what is not love is fear and nothing else. What is not love is fear and nothing else. I loosen my investment in illusion. I become willing to be honest and say, I don't know. I don't know. That other voice, that other wolf claim to know everything but in this lesson and in this idea what is the Holy Spirit we're simply asked to let the sights and sounds that were witnesses to fear be translated into witnesses to love I can't do that on my own I cannot do that on my own and that's why Christ's vision is his gift to me he looked first upon me he looked first upon me and saw my innocence my holiness my loveliness my beauty Robin Bree shared it so perfectly I need to spend time with truth I need to get naked as I like to say strip myself of my illusions and stand under the loving gaze of my father and in that loving gaze in that loving gaze of Christ's vision letting him look upon me and tell me the truth I release all my investments in fear the holy instant he says is the instant where communication is restored and in this work he says you cannot give anything but love To anyone nor can you really receive anything but love from anyone that is absolutely the truth and my released investment in the witnesses to fear when I've allowed Holy Spirit to reinterpret sights and sounds from witnesses of fear to witnesses of love it's down for me to discover that love is the truth of everything that in the mind of God it is impossible that anything be unlike God it was only my belief that that was possible that caused me all my suffering every every forgiveness that I allow to rest upon my mind restores that truth to me Loosens my investment in fear, and it becomes apparent to me that everything seen with the light of truth's awareness is healed, holy, forgiven, innocent, impure. There, there's only one self here, and that's the self of Christ in which we are all contained. <laughs> And the joy of life is the immediacy of that awareness now. (laughs) A a, a silly story that brought this (laughs) full on board to my mind was caring for my orchids. How silly. But I realized that in the light of my loving awareness, orchids flower and people do the same thing every time i release an investment in fear in the light of love people bloom why because they're already healed holy and perfect and i can use that sight to make of this world a garden where everything's perfect holy happy loving and free and that's the joy of living to me today i'm complete
4: Hallelujah. Thank you, Lori. (laughs) Amen.
3: Thank you, Lori. That's the joy of living. Yeah, thank you,
1: Lori.
0: Well, thank you, Laurie. I uh <laughs> wanna let that <clears throat> pretty much stand as the closing, but I wanna add one thing from chapter yeah. five where I think this is a a way to like today he says, don't 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 take a little space and put it into time because then then we'll just keep putting it off and and that's also the way in which the present is overlooked but then just say uh, this is a way to that he he says that that time can be made uh, immaterial I think is the way to say it. And so chapter 5, uh, time in it, section 8, time and eternity, paragraph 81. Your patience with each other is your patience with yourself. Is not a child of God worth patience? And then... He goes into the first person here. Jesus says, I have shown you infinite patience because my will is that of our Father from whom I learned infinite patience. His voice was in me as it is in you, that's third appointed friend, speaking for patience towards the sonship in the name of its creator. What you need to learn now is that only infinite patience can produce immediate effects. This is the way in which time is exchanged for eternity. Infinite patience calls upon infinite love, and by producing results now, it renders time unnecessary. And uh, I think the other thing is to add here, I would add, is that the results to look for are not across some dead gap but in ourselves but know when you've got that infinite patience when you're willing to let it produce the results now which is the acceptance of salvation so it might be shared and uh, I'm complete thank you all for being here call we'll continue I'm going to press the button here.